This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, February 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Conaway highlights crop insurance. FSA, NRCS, and RMA aim for new efficiencies. Rebuild rule. Mexico's red line. And Canada's cattle buying spree. Crop insurance confab. Industry leaders have been attending a series of meetings in Scottsdale, Arizona, starting with the Crop Insurance and Reinsurance Bureau meeting last week. Today, the annual Crop Insurance Industry Convention kicks off with a breakfast speech by House Ag Committee Chair Mike Conway. The Texas Republican is expected to provide the latest state of play on the Farm Bill and ask for their collective help in guiding the measure through the House of Representatives. Later in the morning, leaders of several farm organizations will share their farm bill perspectives. FSA, NRCS, and RMA aim for new efficiencies. Bill Northey's nomination to serve as USDA Undersecretary of Agriculture for Farm Production and Conservation may still be held up by Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, but there's lots of activity going on to make sure that each of the three agencies combined under a new undersecretary will be more streamlined and efficient. As agency staff started looking at the structure of the Farm Service Agency, the Natural Resources Conservation Service, and the Risk Management Agency, as well as other mission areas, it became apparent that there could be efficiencies gained by pulling all of the back office functions together, like IT, financial services, personnel, and other functions. That the word of Rob Johansson, USDA's chief economist, who has been serving as the acting deputy undersecretary for the mission area. So the agency decided to adopt a business center approach for the combined mission area, which will be led by a chief operating officer and two deputies, one for business services and one for enterprise services. Robert Stevenson is Chief Operating Officer for the Business Center and Executive Vice President for the Commodity Credit Corporation. Johansson said USDA is in the process of hiring and reallocating personnel with a goal to have the new business center functioning well by the end of the 2018 fiscal year. He expects to see some synergies that will also generate savings, but didn't identify a numerical target for personnel office savings. He told AgriPulse in an interview, I'm pretty confident we'll be able to identify some savings. However, he said, the driver has always been to provide better support for the agencies and program implementation that should translate into improved customer service. Inching closer to electronic delivery. This move is a part of USDA's ongoing effort to deliver more programs and information over the Internet through portals like Farmers.gov. But officials recognize that some farmers don't have broadband access or technical skills to fill out the forms online. And agencies like NRCS will still need to provide much of their technical assistance via their field staff. As a result, the existing county office structure is expected to stay intact, at least in the near term, even though some producers may not need to visit at all and others might be able to do a lot of homework online before they drive to the county office. 
Johansson says there has also been a lot of progress to reconcile program differences and definitions between FSA, NRCS, and RMA to improve customer service. For example, a producer should eventually be able to grant power of attorney to another individual for all three agencies on one form rather than signing three forms. There will be an inevitable increase in the use of technology to interact with the FPAC, Johansson says, because we know producers who are tech-savvy and want to be in touch online or from their cell phones. How to Rebuild Rule In his first State of the Union address last week, President Donald Trump called on Congress to produce a bill that would invest at least $1.5 trillion to rebuild our crumbling infrastructure and streamline the permitting and approval process. Every federal dollar should be leveraged by partnering with state and local governments and, where appropriate, tapping into private sector investment to permanently fix the infrastructure deficit, the president emphasized in his speech. And he's called for a quarter of those federal funds to be focused on rural infrastructure needs. But where will the private sector funding come from and how would those funds be deployed? Those are just a couple of the questions likely to surface this week when the Rebuild Rural Coalition meets with Chairman Bill Schuster's House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee staff on February 8 to advocate for rural-specific funding in any infrastructure plan. We are encouraged by the latest comments from the White House indicating 25% of the federal funds will be dedicated to addressing rural infrastructure needs. We have appreciated very thoughtful and substantive meetings with the administration and members of Congress about the critical and different needs of rural communities. That according to Farm Credit Council CEO Todd Van Hoos. FCC is a founding member of Rebuild Rule, a coalition of more than 200 organizations representing U.S. agricultural producers, rural businesses, rural communities, and rural families. Mexico draws a red line on NAFTA fruit proposal. Mexico was never in favor of the U.S. seasonality proposal, seeking to make it easier for U.S. fruit and vegetable growers to file anti-dumping and countervailing duty complaints against Mexican exporters. But now, North American neighbors to the south, they have drawn a red line in the negotiating sands. Mexican negotiators are refusing to even discuss the proposal after AgriPulse reported last month that the Agricultural Technology Advisory Committee for Fruits and Vegetables, a panel that advises USDA, voted 12 to 3 to oppose the U.S. proposal. The ATAC isn't the only source of U.S. opposition to the USTR proposal. Major U.S. agriculture groups like the U.S. Grains Council, the National Corn Growers Association, and the Corn Refiners Association are worried it could lead to widespread trade complaints throughout the ag sector. Canada's cattle buying spree. Canada, our NAFTA neighbor to the north, has been buying U.S. cattle in record numbers, according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. FSA analysts say Canadian imports of U.S. cattle through November 2017 were at a 10-year high, up almost 370% nationwide, and up more than 1,000% in Alberta, the heart of Canada's beef cattle industry. Sources indicate that feeder cattle pricing on both sides of the border Tight Canadian feeder cattle supplies and increased Canadian feedlot activity contributed to the 2017 surge. 
USDA announces new postings. The USDA on Friday announced new high-level political appointees at the department, including Joe Doyle, a colleague of Secretary Sonny Perdue when he was governor of Georgia. Doyle, who was chief of Georgia's Office of Customer Service when Purdue was governor, will join USDA as the department's customer service coordinator. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, February 5th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Cowling.